0: Welcome to Supplier Experience Live from Hicks, where we explore all the latest topics, trends and discussion points in the world of procurement, procurement technology and supplier experience management. Hello everyone, and welcome to today's podcast in which we are staying local to check in with Yash Rai, based in London, and who leads procurement and supply chain enterprise sales for the European life sciences sector at the SmartCube, so thank you Yash for joining us. Thank you very much, my pleasure. And could you perhaps start off by telling us a little bit more about yourself, how you got into procurement, supply chain, and also perhaps about some of the projects you've been working on recently?
1: Sure, Uh, so as you know, so my name is uh, Yash Rai. Uh, I work for a company called The Smart Cube. We provide sort of procurement solution across uh, category, commodity, supply risk, and also some of the enablement services as well. I've got about fourteen years of work experience uh, within the procurement uh, domain. Uh, and again, like uh, at a personal level, uh, I stay in London. I enjoy reading. I'm a history buff. Uh, and again, on the procurement front, I'm quite passionate about the function. Uh, I like to read a lot about some of the new technologies, some of the new companies, uh, and also about uh, what some of the uh, best in class uh, tools, capabilities. Uh, uh of solutions look like within the space
0: and and i guess um what i wanted to ask you about is one of the things that you focus on of course um from, from what i've read is the the life sciences sector i also see on the smart cube there are some other trends which um your organization is talking about at the moment things like the the high inflation that's being faced around the world at the moment there's geopolitical risk. So I just wondered for for you, um, what do you see trending at the moment and how do you sort of see it impacting the the industry area that you work in perhaps over the last few decades?
1: Uh, Absolutely. So I think uh, the way I would like to answer this question is definitely uh, starting with uh, some of the projects that we are currently supporting. Uh, So uh, as you pointed out, so inflation uh, is a very common topic and hot topic. Uh, where we're supporting a lot of our clients with, uh, especially around uh, how the commodity price movement with the Russia-Ukraine crisis uh, can impact their uh, spend, basically, and then what that spend in the future could look like, uh, whether it's quarter one 2023 or quarter two 2023, by mapping uh, those spent to the relevant commodities and then forecasting the prices uh, and the impact, basically. So so that's like a very common use case uh, that we're delivering for a lot of our clients. The second thing has been around supplier risk, especially with the uh, new supply chain due diligence act uh, by the German government. So again, like uh, supplier risk monitoring uh, is quite evident uh, and getting a lot of traction. Uh, From a life sciences point of view, so I think uh, one of the um, uh, one of the things that at least in the last few years that everybody has noticed has been uh, sort of the agility, the flexibility and the resilience it has shown towards fighting the pandemic. So uh, whether it's like right from uh, uh, doing an R&D on on the right treatment or vaccination for COVID to sort of getting those uh, approved uh, uh, by different regulatory uh, governments uh, in like uh, in a very short time period and then commercializing the whole product and then making sure uh, you have got the right capacities the right uh, sort of uh, distribution partners etc to then get to the uh, uh, and to make sure that it gets to where it belongs sort of fight fight the pandemic so i think to me that that's quite fascinating because that that shows that uh, life sciences which has been sort of a really mature sector has uh, has evolved and kind of uh, taking care of new ways of working uh, and again like uh, it all again talks about like some new technologies and new trends uh, which, which everybody's reading about, whether it's uh, fighting some of the new uh, uh, disease areas. Like for example, last week there was a breakthrough with Alzheimer's to sort of using mRNA and cell and gene therapies to fight cancer, uh, so on and so forth, or using like virtual uh, trials uh, because of the pandemic, uh, that's, that, that's kind of evolved and using artificial intelligence, for example, uh, to do uh, to look at sort of analyze clinical trial data. So I think those are uh, some of the new trends and which clearly shows that life science as a sector uh, is sort of uh, getting up and then uh, uh, taking into account of new ways of working, which, which, which has been great.
0: Well, it's interesting that you mentioned the pandemic there. Um, and of course, um, you've mentioned that in conjunction with some of these emerging trends like AI, uh, for instance. And it just made me wonder actually, in terms of procurement, do you see procurement um, and the industry generally is ready to face some of these modern challenges in terms of the technology? Do you think there should still be perhaps more adoption? I know the term uh, best of breed comes up a lot in these conversations. So I'd just be interested in some of the things that you've been hearing and your views on that.
1: Sure. If I just focus on life sciences for a minute, uh, so I think uh, when it comes to procurement, uh, a lot of uh, companies uh, are are slightly more mature when it comes to procurement operating model, the capabilities within the function, the talent they have, and they've all gone through uh, what I call like uh, baseline digitalization or baseline tech adoption, whether it's source to pay, procure to pay, uh, those kind kind of technologies and tools. and now like uh, especially with sort of the new uh, trends or like new challenges that they face facing because of supply constraint uh, 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 inflation all those things uh, there is this focus on sort of uh, how do you improve uh, your current ways of working even further whether it's uh, sort of delivering more savings whether it's improving productivity uh, uh, improving user adoption Of or or, or like making sure that the user experience within the business uh, is quite positive towards procurement, and and I think that's where sort of uh, this opportunity for best of breed uh, tools and technology comes into play, uh, because they focus on those specific uh, needs. So whether it's uh, managing supplier risk, whether it's SRM, uh, whether it's focusing on procurement uh, analytics, uh, or it's just uh, managing like some of the more tasks in a more automated fashion, whether it's negotiation or anything else, basically. Uh, so, yeah, so, so that, that, that's what uh, uh, at least uh, I'm observing now with the, with the life sciences sector.
0: Excellent. Well, that, that will certainly keep you busy there. And you, you mentioned this uh, aspect, actually, of um, a lot of organizations have gone through that baseline digitalization phase. And I wondered, in your view, what are some of the things now, having done that, um that need to be done in order to become perhaps more uh, tech ready so what are the next steps that perhaps need to be taken you spoke there around the user experience of procurement within uh, the, the business so i just wondered what you you saw really in your view as the the next phase of this really and, and where we're going
1: sure so i think uh... Uh, I mean, there are multiple things uh, uh, that uh, that procurement still needs to do to make sure that they're tech ready. Uh, so one of them, one of the things is uh, obviously like as you would have seen in the last few years at least, uh, uh, because of the breakthrough or like the adopting new ways of working, uh, everything was moving in the right direction. And then the Ukraine crisis happened. So it's like, uh, and that has impacted most of the procurement functions out there. So it has been like a period of two steps forward and then one step back kind of a thing. Now, one thing that everybody or everybody in procurement needs to understand is that first of all, technology is an enabler. Uh, so like you need to have the right sort of resources and the right sort of vision and a roadmap dedicated to it. So that's something that uh, uh, I think, uh, I wouldn't say it's it's true for all the companies, but most of the companies uh, are still sort of doing the day to day firefighting and not paying enough uh, sort of uh, time and attention to what that tech, uh, 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 I would say, tech portfolio of solutions could add to their sort of uh, operating model or could add to their capabilities. So I think, first of all, uh, it's being open to that uh, kind of tech enablement. Uh, then I would say it boils down to okay, fine, then how do we implement? the right solution is by reviewing what processes you want to change, uh, what you want to automate, then looking at how do you articulate the business case, because again, articulating the business case becomes uh, quite important, because many companies struggle with uh, uh, doing that, and then making sure that uh, there is right amount of change management, focusing on user adoption, uh, if focusing on user experience to make sure that once you've identified a technology, you uh, are able to sort of scale it up and then uh, have a uh, have a organization wide implementation and at the same time having the right exec uh, sort of sponsorship throughout so i think those are the few things that uh, if you get it right then uh, more and more procurement functions will be sort of tech ready in my opinion and just building on that point, two two
0: things that you mentioned there, which I find interesting. Number one, you talked about articulating the business case, and the second thing uh, you spoke about was the change management aspect. Is that something also that you do at the, the Smart Cube in terms of when you're engaging with uh, when you're engaging with the industry?
1: Ah, uh, yes, up to a certain extent, we do. So, like, uh, so f- for most of our uh, sort of uh, AI or tech-enabled solutions. Uh, uh, so this uh, user adoption, training, uh, all those things uh, are very much needed. And then you need to track uh, the usage. You need to uh, have the right interventions in between to make sure they're getting the right value. All those things is part of the sort of project plan, part of uh, the support that we offer. So so that's something definitely we focus a lot on.
0: Sure, and, and we've spoken a lot here about the enterprise side, but of course, as these tech portfolios develop there's also an implication here for suppliers as well now one of the things that is possible with new technology is it can enable better relationships with suppliers um but what are your thoughts on this side of things do you think involving and listening to the voice of the supplier is necessary i know at the smart cube some of the use cases that you have center around things like uh, supplier engagement for example so um, i just wondered how you saw that sort of through your lens
1: uh, so I think uh, you're absolutely right, right? If you look at, uh, especially on the uh, supply relationship management side, in the last few years, the, the level of uh, investments that have gone in the new companies that have come up, it totally uh, shows that uh, there is a very strong uh, uh, interest uh, in this aspect right so whether it's uh, sort of looking at uh, how do you manage the relationship with the supplier better how do you onboard those suppliers in a fast efficient manner uh, how do you manage the risk associated with those suppliers so on and so forth so there are multiple use cases within the whole sort of supplier uh, 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 process management so which 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 talks about this uh, a few things that at least uh, uh, companies are now focusing a lot of attention uh, towards have been around uh, when they're running those quarterly reviews. For example, uh, they now have a very uh, uh, they have a specific agenda on the innovation or uh, what uh, the supplier is hearing from uh, other uh, peers uh, of that particular client, and then what best-in-class or best practices look like. So all those things again, like uh, make. Uh, This uh, a very powerful relationship because this leads to further sort of co-development, innovation, uh, co-creation type of opportunities. Uh, So I think that that's where sort of this technology uh, and sort of having the right engagement with suppliers can enable this kind of change. I would say.
0: Definitely. And talking about those aspects, innovation, co-development, um, why now do you think, is this something that has been perhaps accelerated by the number of uh, global disruptive events that, that we've been seeing? Because certainly there's there's more urgency perhaps than, than we've seen before.
1: Uh, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, uh, again, like if I just go a bit uh, further down, uh, uh within procurements so like if i just pre pandemic time uh, so when things were a lot more stabilized uh, so, so ultimately procurement is a mix of different sort of levers that you can pull to get uh, the right outcomes right so a lot of that uh, initially was more around demand side you could look at supply side uh, and then, as things start to st- stabilize, so the demand kind of stabilized quite a bit. So you will, had to come up with new options on the supply side, and those were some of the reasons why uh, there was a focus a lot on uh, uh, these some of these SRM applications. And then again, with the pandemic, uh, la- lack of uh, s- uh, supply constraint, a lack of uh, sort of uh, uh, resources that you need, uh, and then again, like with the commodity prices, you need to be much closer to what. Uh, To your suppliers because you need to ensure there's this continuity of supply, this continuity of risk management, uh, having the right resilience framework, etc. So all those things have definitely uh, led to this uh, growing interest within these types of applications, and then as a result of which new companies uh, uh, have sort of come up, and then again those companies tend to raise a lot of money, which again uh, leads to sort of a growing venture capital, private equity interest in the sector so so yeah so i mean that, that that's what i would like to add to this absolutely and just building on that a
0: little bit and turning to the future now i wondered from from your perspective um what does the the future hold for you so what are the kind of the next projects that you're seeing on the horizon and i guess with the future of procurement what what do you find exciting about where we're going next
1: sure so i think uh, on the future of procurement there are a lot of things that we can talk about uh, so first of all, uh, obviously, like if I look at uh, ways of working, so ways of working will definitely change uh, uh, and has already changed. So, so, so that's again going to be a focus area in terms of what at what level and how it evolves further. Uh, so, so that's definitely um, no, no, number one thing. Number two would be around the role of category management or category managers. so how they can be more sort of value-driven, uh, how, uh, outcome-based. Uh, kind of a thing. Then again, like how uh, procurement uh, adopts some of the new technologies, whether it's artificial intelligence, uh, 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 robotic process automation, uh, blockchain, etc. So that that's definitely going to be exciting because there have been sort of a lot of breakthroughs. Uh, uh, it's still at a nascent stage, I would say, but still there's some really interesting use cases uh, that have come up uh, uh, on these aspects. So Again. Uh, these these would be quite interesting to see, and then again, looking at say all the macro events uh, that that could impact uh, uh, the current uh, business as usual with Russia-Ukraine crisis, how that uh, goes about, or like how the China-Taiwan and all those uh, geopolitical events uh, turn out to be. So it it could be another sort of a challenging year for procurement for sure. Uh, and then one thing that at least I've observed is that because in the last year and a half. Uh, inflation or like uh, spend that a lot of these companies have managing have inflated quite a bit. So next year ha- would ch- surely be about how do they come up with opportunities to optimize some of those costs or reduce some of those costs, deliver some savings. So I think those would be the kind of projects where uh, more and more companies would be undertaking to then again uh, make sure that uh, costs can be optimized with the inflation they've seen the- this year.
0: And you mentioned some some big topics there. Um, AI, you, you brought up, of course, blockchain is is one. And and at the Smart Cube, I know that you also do work around things like and you you brought up some of these category intelligence, procurement analytics. Um, you mentioned earlier risk monitoring, the the supplier engagement aspect we we've spoken about. So these are all big topics. That I'm sure our audience would like to continue the, the conversation with you on. So on that note, um, how can people sort of follow what you're doing, what your organization is doing, and, and how can they connect with you?
1: Uh, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So I think uh, uh, anybody who wants to connect can just uh, send me a, a request on LinkedIn and uh, that, that's the most effective way. Apart from that, uh, I'm uh, uh, mostly attending a lot of these procurement conferences. so. Uh, hopefully next year also we'll attend quite a few. So i will definitely like to bump into uh, fellow procurement community members or anybody who wants to have a chat. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you again,
0: Yash. And thanks to everybody for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please don't forget to hit the like or subscribe button. Or for more information about us, visit our website,
1: www.pix.com.